0: Welcome to Waiting on the Bonus Points, a Fantasy Premier League podcast brought to you by the Herald Sports Desk. Hello and welcome to the latest episode of Waiting on the Bonus Points. Uh, as ever in the studio with me is Gutman Jack Ball. Hello. And I'm the stat Man, David Munday and it's been a terrible week of, of Fantasy Premier League. Um, I, think, I read somewhere that I think it's the joint worst game week average this season. Plenty of reasons for that. Uh, a lot of them involving Harry Kane, Sergio Aguero, basically just generally people's captains in general. Um, and we're going to dive straight in. And uh, we always like to, uh, yeah, we always like to start with uh, what happened in the most recent game. week so we can reveal who is doing the forfeit this week. Um, so I, I can reveal that I got forty-seven points this week, and Jack, you got thirty. We
1: were, like we were four-point hits. I so got thirty-four, but made three okay. transfers and four-point hit So,
0: so an, another forfeit for Jack. Yeah, um a bit, a bit frustrating. I mean, how do you feel about all these forfeits building up?
1: Well, I'm not sure. I agree to do forfeits. It was just two of us. <laughs> one of because I think i a couple of these things. I've beaten, i So really, he should be up in his living room in Leeds doing these forfeits and filming them for us. Oh yeah, he should be. That's yeah, what should be happening.
0: We'll try and get him on. Uh, we'll get him on like the last episode of the season. Get him on Skype and we'll, um, we'll say, oh, there's actually a backlog. <laughs> Several forfeits you owe us. So it's about, we've got four for you to do three, two, one, let's go and oh, see how we reacts okay. to that. Yeah. <laughs> he would just hang up. <laughs> no, nothing we could do to force him to do, do it. Do you so.
1: Leeds
0: Possibly. Film it? Well, we'll submit that in the expenses and see what happens. Um, so I suppose it, where it all went wrong for a lot of people, Jack, was captains. So um, just talk about your captain to begin with. Then I'll tell you what your forfeit is and then we'll delve it. I was going to say, points. interestingly
1: enough, Myself, you, and Baron all had the same captain, so that really wasn't what lost it for you of us against each other this week. That's true. We were all in the same boat, but, but yeah, it came, isn't it? The, the, well, I, c- I can't remember where I was, but I wasn't. What, what time was the game? It was, it was Sunday afternoon. Sunday afternoon. Yeah. So I can't remember where I was, but I was. I wasn't watching the game, and I remember seeing on Twitter. I think I was, I was on my phone, just looked at Twitter, and I saw they'd gone off. India, and I thought, what are the chances? I I'm, know. I'm sick and tired of captains. But get one else. Whatever. I pick, fails me, I've worked out, gone back this morning, worked out. In fact, I'll ask you to guess. Guess how many weeks, out of 30 game weeks, I picked my highest score as captain? Like two? More than that, four. Four, four out of okay. 30. I mean, that is dire. Yeah, that is poor. And I, I'm, I, I'm, I've never, I know I'm the gut man, but I pick my captains with players that are in good form and with good fixtures. So it's not like I randomly pick and try and be <laughs> risky and try and catch up that way. I've always picked. Good, but whichever pair I pick, someone else is much better. It's crazy. And this just summed up and I just absolutely had enough.
0: Well, it's interesting captains. you mentioned about, like, you're not, you are the gut man, yes, but your captains normally fall within the crowd, so to speak. So, like, I actually think that myself and Barron have been more risky with our captains this season than mm-hmm. you have, ironically, because I had that one week when Lawson was in incredible form right near the beginning. And it was like game week eight. And I captained him for a game against Stoke where, you know, they, uh, you know, I think they conceded more, allowed more shots than any other team. He'd had, uh, more shots than anyone other than Salah and Kane, so I thought, oh, here we go. Like, a big differential captain on Richarlison, and it didn't work out. Yeah. But at the same time, you can apply all the logic you like to these captains with Kane or Salah, you know, some people captain Aguero, and then you just get unlucky, really, don't you? I mean, that, that's like, what else? As you as a manager, what else can you say? Like, I
1: mean, at least at least with Aguero, I suppose, is you had your vice-captains come in for that. I mean, that, that gives you a bit more of a chance. But when, I mean, when there's a player that goes off after five minutes, you just think... Awful, it's, it? just, it's just not it's just not. It's just not our day. But like I said, in, in terms of competing with you and Baron, it, it didn't really affect anything because you were the same captain, which again makes it a bit more bearable. But the fact that it was, I think a lot of people would have thought about Salah, and the fact that Salah beat Kane because he got two points, <laughs> it's just ridiculous. You know, when Salah played, because they played the game first this week, Yeah. yeah. Kane's going to do better than that, i made yeah. the right choice. Although Key was my, my advice. Was my but you know, <laughs> you know, between the two big hitters, yeah, yeah. We, we made the right choice and still it goes worse than
0: two points how can that happen I know how it's can just, that happen like we, we obviously talked a lot about Salah versus Kane over the last couple of months and as you say I mean when you see, when you see, you see him score two because because we all had Kane we were all kind of quietly confident well that's woo, there we go dodged a bullet there because we could have I nearly went for Salah because obviously United when they don't have Jones particularly dodgy at the back so I thought well if anyone's going to score a goal for, uh, for Liverpool against United it would probably be Salah in the end it was Eric Bailly in his own net Uh, but thankfully I changed my mind and gone McCain but um, obviously you mentioned it didn't make much of a difference between on the forfeit so we're going to do the forfeit now Um, so I need you Jack this week to attempt to explain to me what happened to the rest of your team outside of your captain whilst sticking your tongue out and balancing this mint on it effectively so uh, the listeners at home it might not sound as good as usual I'm going to dribble everywhere pop the mint on and let's go so have a look at your team and tell us what happened. If it falls out, you fail the forfeit. Okay. And you just stick your tongue out a bit more than that. Kyle.
1: I'm tongue tied I can't do it. <laughs> right. The
0: pick. pick no, oh, it's falling oh, out I can't how you say like, How do you say the punk sound?
2: <laughs> right, let me try again. Because that was a piece. I'm going to give a kick
0: for that. It literally fired out of his mouth like a cannon. I've Where worked, I've worked right, out the piece. Stick that in a bit. I've worked out
1: the piece of very hard sound to make when you've got. Maybe just call you. him Jordan Ickford. So I'm going to go for him last. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> for people that are listening, I'm tongue-tied, so my tongue doesn't actually go out very far. Oh so this dear! Is, you should, this is discriminatory against my problems. <laughs> okay. Uh, I, ha- I can't do it. Harkowski got me seven points. Not as good. <laughs> <laughs> <That's laughs> I This doesn't work. I've failed that mission oh,
0: here, like. Well why do you come yeah. back to Pickford at the end? Because well, he's the only one that got me any decent points
1: this week. Well, I wish me, I could. Well you well you just kinda of told us uh, I was mental You literally
0: fired it halfway across the room. I'm just gonna go and pick that up. Around. So Pickford got me seven points. Do I have to try again? One more time. Right, come on, time. One more time. Just don't mention Pickford. We all know about Pickford. I think you should just have to eat the whole pack. <laughs> <What's> <laughs> yeah, what? That's your lunch. Yeah, <laughs> I, <just laughs> like 10 minutes. Yeah. I thought you'd make me
1: put them all in my mouth for trying to do it.
0: Well like chubby bunnies. Yeah, but they're a bit hard though. That's the that's the thing. You can't squeeze them in.
1: Okay, so, put it up. so Walcott got me three points, Keith and Young for so I brought Kee in he's in great form recently, got three, De Bruyne a three, Far two. the Strikers are really getting on my nerves, So we've all talked about the, the low flank cycle. <laughs> <laughs> I have Wiltham. Oh, it's
0: out again. Oh dear. You'll have to give that up. Yeah, give that up, give that up. Well, you tried, and it, we'll, we'll put it as like a You tried to do it. It's not like a failed forfeit on a Richard Amofa uh, level. Again, it'd at be least you're. If me to be like my glasses on. I wouldn't be
1: able to do it. You can't <laughs> see All Excuses,
0: excuses all the time. So, now, so, you tell us the rest. So yeah, yeah, so it. yeah you tell us the rest because now.
1: He's got me eight points, I think, in four game with oh. So I brought in Murray, who's on penalties. He does score goals, surprisingly. He's been on my radar for a while, but I've always thought Wilson would do better. So I brought him in. Not had him at all this season, but again, he got me two points. So like I said Tarkovsky and Pickford are the only players that got me any decent like seven each normally I should has Schindler on the bench it got me 7 points but I can't be too angry about that really because last week Dunk was on the bench and he did come on to the play so yeah. that ends itself out but it was just another one of those frustrating weeks where you've got players with good fixtures that should be able to do something and you know Man United of course it's, they don't concede a lot of goals all the time but you just thought Salah was going to do something. and De Bruyne actually I watched a game last night De Bruyne was so deep for so much it. and when he did get mm. forward he were playing a great pass and thought he was going to get an assist here and they would cock up the shot they would, they would, they would shoot it and it would go miles wide you think that is not De Bruyne's fault And he's lost an assist there yeah. or he would he would pass to someone who would then pass to someone else that would get the goal and it would be two passes for the bonus you know the bonus points and it just it's so irritating De Bruyne De Bruyne's definitely on my hit list to go because I know it's, he's it's, playing so deep at the moment and he's not really involved in attacking threat when you look at Silva you look at Sterling those are much further forward and De Bruyne Even his free kicks. He's in free kicks in competition. And he lays it off to someone. He passes it. Hmm. Shoot. That is what you're here for. Shoot. (laughs) Get me some points. What are you playing at? it's yeah. really irritating and I, I, want, I want to go and write him a letter tell
0: him I'm <laughs> thinking if you do that please uh, screenshot it and put it on Twitter but be no in no, all seriousness De
1: Bruyne he's, he's quite expensive he's definitely got well one I was going to ask you De Bruyne go was
0: going to be the first person I'd ask you about because obviously he's worth is he 10.2 now or 10.3 yeah, or yeah, I, 10.4 I, not, 10.4 so I mean I've not looked at him in ages for the reasons you've just explained but it must be annoying because when you bought him he was kind of he was like your differential Man City option on the likes of me and Baron who had Raheem Sterling and it really well it's worth pointing out that I so before
1: that Sure, for the same reason, Saturday had issues with his child and mm. whatnot, and he had to have time off work. Um, so I, I brought in um, De Bruyne but again because you had Sterling, and I didn't want to bring in Sterling. Although it's got to the point, where I'm never going to catch you, so I might as well do it now. <laughs> um, and ever since then, he's just got three points each week. And before that, he had he had uh, thirteen points in game week twenty-seven and fourteen points in game week twenty-five. So you know, there's good stats there, and he and he does he used to get forward a lot more than he is. I don't know why yeah. he's playing yeah, so start playing it with the. But like I don't know I said, why Pep's done that. Okay, okay, that's that's a tactical decision. But when he's got a chance to shoot from a free kick in a really good position, and he's still squaring it off, it's weird, isn't it? It's just it's just incredibly frustrating. And like I said, the, the, the amount of times where I have watched the games or watched the highlights, and De Bruyne plays fantastic pass, and a player will miss the target from one yard out, you think, what are you doing? You just <laughs> ruined that assist, and it, it's incredibly frustrating. He's the most frustrating player I've actually. I think I've had all season because, because he should be doing far well. better than he is
0: in that team with the money you're paying him, uh, or rather the money out of your budget. You're not paying him anything, but I, you know
1: what I mean. He, I would have put him this week, but he's not he's not featuring anyway in this game week. So yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll leave him for now, but he's definitely going to be... unless injuries flare up or whatever. He's going to be the first one out for the next for game week
0: after this one. Obviously, you've mentioned the the Man City game uh, from Monday night. The big issue for me in uh, game week. Was I mean I mean I mean I should actually I probably start with some positives. I actually managed to get clean sheets all round for like the first time in ages. That is
1: that is almost that is like the, the holy grail now, isn't it? It's so rare these days to have. So that was four. You had three four clean teams, sheets because
0: I have four different teams. So it was. Uh, Otamendi got me eight. Got two bonus points. Fernandez got me six. Yedlin got me six. And Pope got me nine. And like I'm, I feel like I've, I've always been one of these managers where like I base. Well, I feel like defense is like the groundwork for me. So like. Um, you know, if I get if I can get clean sheets, that's that's Jim. It's weird. I don't know. I'm better at getting clean sheets. I feel than I am at getting lots of goals from midfield. I mean, the people who win everything in FBL tend to get goals from midfield. I always seem to struggle with that. But I always pride myself on my defence. And this year, as you say, it's been really, really difficult. So to actually get that. That's why I've got forty-seven that's, points. That's but
1: a pretty good achievement. And like I said, I watched the massive game last night, and I was praying to because <laughs> a few chances. Yeah, they could, have, they could have got something. I mean, I had
0: Shakiri in that game, so chances were if they did get a goal, he would have hopefully been involved. But, but, but again, I didn't mind too much.
1: And then he he banged he, he clashed his head towards the end of the game off Mendy. and I was thinking, please don't go off because then they'll probably concede. And then <laughs> anyway, but I mean, you've got to be give, given praise for that because I've I said earlier on in the season that I'm just abandoning all sort of investment into my defence and hoping yeah. my strikers score and the fact when you have a week where combined they got 6 points
0: yeah whereas combined mine got 12 well, 21 got, they got 29 combined points
1: combined my 3 strikers and they got less points than any of your defence Yes, true, yes. Yeah. <laughs> but the it?
0: interesting thing is, I guess I haven't even put that much money into it. I've only got um, Otamendi's 6-1 when I bought, is what I could sell him for, because I bought him about 5-7 or something. Robertson's um, quite cheap as well. I've got Mariapa, I've got Yedlin, I've got Fernandez as my five defenders, and I've just rotated them week on week. And I have been getting clean sheets, because Mariapa's got some with Watford, mm-hmm. Robertson's got some with Liverpool, so it has gone quite well. But the big frustration, of course, this week, and loads of managers will have had this problem, was, was Sergio Aguero, um, I was really looking forward to him being. A, I thought he would have done really well at Stoke on Monday night, as most people would. He was a lot of people's captain, and then he tweeted on, I think it was Saturday, that he'd been injured in training. He's hurt his knee. He's going to be out for at least two weeks, and and that that was a big blow because obviously the second that news came in, and I was already ahead of you in the score, you ch- chucked it straight in the group chat like, "Wait, Dave, you haven't got Sergio Aguero," and I tried to play it that Like I was annoyed, but I was like, I mean. I am I am going to sell him this week anyway. Like, even if he'd scored a hat trick, he was going. He was leaving my team this week anyway because he's not playing in game week thirty one. Jesus is back now, so I just don't really want that uncertainty from a striker. So he was going to leave anyway, so it didn't damage my long term plan. But I suppose it, the thing is, in the low scoring game week, average score was, was forty one. I mean 47's all right, but you know, had Aguero played and scored a hat trick, or even just scored a goal or two, I mean, Jesus wasn't quite big at, differential. Jesus went quite at it, I, mean, I think he wasn't no. as, as influential as what
1: I think Aguero would have been if he was on the pitch and. You're quite right. You could definitely have returned with quite a good,
0: book, you know, points. And it would me. have just made my green arrow that bit, that a little bit bigger. Because my my issue is I've I, I've been stagnating in around two hundred, two hundred fifty thousand. I have like, um, I have like maybe three or four game weeks in a row where I piece together really small green arrows, and then I have a bit of a disaster, and then I drop, I lose all that work of three weeks. But you know, I'm still confident I can get. You know, to a decent position, but that Aguero is just really kind of what, frustrated me. What so. I wanted
1: to ask you about is you brought in Walcott, which surprised me. Oh, because, yeah. Because, so then, this because is, the reason I wanted to ask you about it because I've had Walcott for, for quite a number of weeks now, and he's one of the people I want to get rid of because he's been absolutely dreadful. He doesn't even look like scoring, although ironically, nearly did. <laughs> but, but what made you want to choose him, well, given his recent form? Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. So uh, yeah, we should talk about the transfer because obviously, who I took out was Raheem Sterling. And it's frustrating because I actually said this week, I did a question time last week with um, FPL General and FP, FPL Fly and we looked at a question of like, should I get rid of Sterling and I actually in the end said I actually think you shouldn't get rid of him this week because away at Stokes, a good fixture, he's got to Monday night to recover, Pep says he's getting better so if you've still got him then by all means I didn't keep him. Um, but, you know, and then if you've already sold him, then okay, fine. If you've replaced him with someone better than, you know, whatever. But um, And actually, uh, coincidentally, Baron also sold him as well. And the reason why I sold him in the end was because, you know, I just saw a few tweets from people who, you know, looked at the way that Pep brings people back from injury and suggestion that if he does feature, he'll feature from the bench, that sort of thing. And then, of course, obviously, because I've still got all my chips intact, I want to get through Game Week 31 with players who play... Uh, rather than using my free hit chip, and we'll save that for game week 35. And at that point, I had four midfielders who were going to play in game week 31, and Sterling was the only one who wasn't. And I knew that I wanted to get either one of Walcott, Sigurdsson, Pritchard, or Régis Van Lepara, or possibly Junior Stanislas. So he was all kind of on the periphery. Um, and um, so, I, yeah, I just thought, you know, Sterling might not play on Monday night. All five of those options that I've just mentioned, they definitely will. And they will play in game week 31, because my plan was to make. One transfer for a game with 31, and I'm going to make three next week because um, I'll have two free next week. Minus four hit. As we have all been saying, if a player's not going to play, replacing with someone who is, minus two, four, instead of a minus four. So that was my long term plan. So that's why Sterling came out. As Although, for Walcott, though, the reason why I went for him, it was a tough decision. I was sat there for a long time, like I didn't know who to go with because um, Huddersfield had the better fixtures because obviously they had Swansea and Palace are their next two. Mm-hmm. Everton, not so good because at home against Brighton, who concede a lot, but then they're away at Stoke and they're awful away. What it came down to in the end was a combination of the fact that his individual statistics were actually really good. Um, he's had, he'd had more shots in the box since he's arrived at Everton than any other player in the league, bar Kane and Salah. So, I mean, that's not bad. Um, and so then, even though he hasn't been scoring as many goals over the last few weeks, the stats are suggesting that he could which is, which is something I always like to go on the, as i it's, it's
1: quite ironic now though, that he's a, an injury doubt for well, um, yeah. <laughs> it's really I mean, as, as insult to injury doesn't it
0: but I mean and then the other thing was um, they were saying on the Fantasy Football Scout, uh, Scoutcast to, uh, last week that when you are if you're not free hitting then it might be a good idea to make sure you've got players in your squad who you would expect to be in free hit squads because if you uh, are trying to try and negate the power of their chip if you can build a team that's similar to what someone using the free hit chip would build you know, look for players with high ownership if, and if they've got a chance of getting a goal then get them and I thought that Theo Walcott stood a chance of getting some goals so that's why I went for him but as you say it was so frustrating because I was sat at home um, and I was listening to the game on the radio or rather I was listening to Five Live and it was like there's a goal at Goodison Park and I head straight down there and it's like and it's a goal for Theo Walcott and I was like yes because it's, it's quite rare that I actually sign someone and they actually score the week I sign them because they may score further down the line and as I said generally speaking most of my points come from clean sheets so it's not quite as exciting as, as goals you know, from midfield so I was so happy and I, and I put in the group chat I was like Theo and then I tweeted something about how like how I'd never doubted with Walkar for a, for a second, having kind of badmouthed him in the last couple of weeks, and then and then Baron in the group chat was like, um, "What were what you talking about?" Because he wasn't listening to the game; he just had goal alerts, and he'd seen Gaetan Bonga and goal, and I was like, "Are you joking?" And the worst thing about it was the fact that he was so close. As those of you who've seen the goal, he was so close. Like, honestly, like an inch to the left, he could have got a touch, which would have either sealed the goal for himself. Or made sure the assist went down as his own. That was the real frustration was when it went down as the bong and goal, I thought, oh okay, well then maybe I've got an assist. And then you watch the clip, he doesn't touch it at all, and it's a like, Yannick Balassie assist. Who's got Balassie? And the reason why that annoys me so much, that's happened to me before this season, because you remember the infamous, infamous week where Salah was benched, he wasn't my captain, he was your captain, he was Baron's captain, and he came on and scored those two goals and absolutely rinsed me. Exactly the same time that Ottomendi lost his clean sheet. Yeah. Earlier that night. I, remember, I
1: remember that fondly.
0: Earlier that night was when um, De Bruyne whipped in that ball across the, the front post and it looked like Ottomendi had got a touch with his head on it. So so the radio commentators were saying, There's a goal for Man
1: City, it's Nicholas Ottomendi,
0: and then I'm so excited. And then they quickly review it, see that he didn't touch it, and it went down as I think Kevin De Bruyne assists on like a short cross own goal or something so like those, so then for it to happen again for it to happen again was just like I really hate that because you, you think the thing with a goal is it's banked like, with a, with a clean sheet, it's not banked until the full time whistle. Yes. When you score a goal, that's, that's points in your team, though, yeah. and it's not going away, right? That's that was a points return for, that went away! That's the worst, oh. thing about, the
1: worst thing about waiting for these clean sheets, which it's a nice yeah, thing to watch you, is waiting for the inevitable to happen. But I mean, it could have been worse. I mean, I don't know if you watched the Man City game, you were out. What? No, I was out, but I mean. It could have been worse because Sterling missed what well, he should have scored. Yeah. I mean, yeah. there was an awful mix up in defence, he ran away, and he was. Somehow he didn't score a goal when he should have done. It, it could have been much worse. Than but, I mean, he
0: still he still somehow got an assist. Like within uh, the yeah. first fifteen minutes, there's an assist, and it was just the whole FPL community because a lot of them had sold and was like, "Well, here we go. He's going to so rinse he us tonight." Bring back? Um, I don't know. I mean, it, my wild card is even going to get played in thirty-two or thirty-three. Um, and the thing with Man City is tricky because they're out of the cup, so they're going to have less double game weeks than say United or Spurs could do. I mean, Spurs and United have got to win their FA Cup quarterfinals before we can say they're going to get two double game weeks. But it's tricky. I mean yeah I don't know I mean he's, he's on such good form if he gets back to fitness, and I suppose then you know, I've got no choice but to bring him back in. Um, hopefully his price sort of stagnates because it did drop a lot, um, but of course, it dropped before I sold him, so actually I, it didn't I should have sold him sooner than I did, probably. Um, but you know I, I don't know. I mean I feel like you know at the very least, I know now I've got seven players in my team who are going to play in game week 31 and uh, I'm going to finish with I'm going to I'm going to go into that game with ten players playing without using the chips. So I, I guess it's not the end of the world. Uh, other things that were particularly great. I mean, Jamie Vardy finally scored. I mean, a lot of people have been waiting on him to finally get a goal. And it, you know, it's one of those stats that normally comes out after the game. It turns out he scored in every one of his last four visits to the Hawthorne. So I suppose we shouldn't be too surprised. But he had a goal ruled out for offside. It was a bit frustrating. And then because he wasn't happy with the fact it got disallowed, he got booked. So I mean, he only got five points. So it could have been could have been better. He was actually my only attacking you've got me any attacking returns yeah, in the end. So. is annoying me,
1: because as we know, I yes, feel course in you my, sold in him, my yeah. team, and it, I feel like quite a few of my issues have come through, through very odd reasons, like, like I said, Aguero crashing a car, um, <laughs> uh, Mahrez looking to leave and then being frozen out of the team for a while, I've just had some very odd things that doesn't, don't normally happen, and, and obviously the sad news of David, David we're having to go back for compassionate leave or whatnot, just, yeah. just things that have nothing to do with football. Having an impact on players are, are in good form and differentials as well. Yeah. Mares is the latest one that's frustrating because he's getting back to getting a return most weeks now,
0: isn't he? Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, he was actually a differential captain for a lot of people this week, so he we should congratulate people out there who decided to stick with their guns and, and go. Because I mean, Kane was an obvious choice. I mean, the reason why Kane didn't perform in the end wasn't because of the fixture, it was because of something unlucky. So to, to captain Mares over Kane, who's widely owned, I mean, fair play because. Um, you know he seems to be getting consistent returns, and Mari is almost certainly going to be on my wild card. I think because Leicester are going to have a double game week, um, and possibly two if they progress all the way in the FA Cup. So um, he's definitely someone I'm looking at because if he's getting consistent returns and playing twice in thirty-four and thirty. 34 and 37 shoo-in for me so he's definitely someone that I'm looking at um, one of the things that was a little bit frustrating but I'm not going to I'm not going to moan about it I just want to sort of what he's called sort of classic FBL problem about a month ago I was looking for um, a midfielder under 5 million because I wanted to restructure a bit because I knew I wanted to probably get if not Firmino probably Vardy in the end I went with Vardy um, so I knew I needed to offload Lingard for one of the three in form under 5 million midfielders at the time The choices that I had, and I I, I widely discussed this with a lot of people on Twitter, was Milivojevic at Crystal Palace, obviously the penalty taker, Jordan Ibe at Bournemouth, because obviously he'd he'd been posting some very good individual stats, and the other one was Kennedy at Newcastle, because he hit the ground running there, and they were the three I was looking at and Milivojevic won out in the end I mean I guess I suppose on paper it was the right decision because you can only go by sort of like play by percentages play by the probabilities and bearing in mind he is the penalty taker of our team that tends to win a lot of penalties it was the obvious choice so to see Kennedy go and get two goals you know against Southampton in a fixture if he'd been in my squad I would have started him because at home against Southampton you would um but do you think it's just, a little, it rankles a little bit? But do you, I'm do you not upset. Do you, but do you think
1: a lot of people have kept him for that period where he didn't do, do much. Um, well, I
0: don't know because he's so cheap. He's often one yeah, of those players yeah. that just sits in the. I mean, I had Mariapa for been ages. A long time, I had right? Mariapa yeah. for ages when he was doing literally nothing, and because he got, always had bigger problems, I left him just in the third sub slot, and then eventually he became a useful guy. So, third, yeah. um, you know, that I, th- I you know, I'm, it's not, you know, it's not annoying, but
1: have these cheap players in the third fourth position, don't they, on their bench? So. It's definitely
0: helps with playing games. Yeah, so exactly. I mean, Kennedy, if you're looking for someone who could uh, could help you out, then he's worth his, looking at. His price is
1: going to shoot up, I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, that, that, I mean sure that's definitely going to happen. Chances are, I
0: mean, he's not going to play in game with 31, but I, I, I couldn't tell you off the top of my head who he's going to play in game with 32. But I imagine he'd get signed by a lot of people and he could easily just pick around. He's so, the latest so, yeah. bandwagon in <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> maybe. But I suppose the thing about it, it's annoying when a bandwagon happens maybe a couple of weeks after you were thinking about signing them. So, mm. you know, you know, that's not upsetting cause with 47, it's not right score. But, it's just, just a bit, you know, it's classic FBL. What I, what I like to mention is classic FBL. You always have, for certain slots in your team, you maybe have about three or four candidates. And normally the one you do pick doesn't do very well. And the one you might have picked does very well. So it's just sort of classic FBL, really. So also classic FBL, while well, we just round off game week um, 30, is that Arsenal won again. And it's, it's just the constant seesaw of they go from being the worst team in the league to the best team in the league. And they've got really good form um, against teams like Watford at home. And I think, I, we were talking last week, we don't want to sign Arsenal players, but after that performance, Abamian's straight back on my wildcard template, so... The
1: trouble is, as soon as you bring them in, they let you down again. Arsenal is the <laughs> one team that let him yeah. down the most, I think, in you know, do you think he'll be a differential, or do you think yeah. people will yes. start to jump no, I, I
0: think he will be, I, I think he's at 5% at the moment, so... I think if I'm, if I'm wildcard in 32, it will be more of a differential than if I wildcard in 33, just on the sense that more people will probably sign him and the, the courses <laughs> might get injured. Arsenal well, got a great run of fixtures. That's, That's yeah. the, blank game week, That's the saying, thing, they do have a really good set of fixtures. To, so home to Stoke,
1: game week 32, game week 33, they're home to Southampton, game week 34, away to Newcastle, and game week 35, they're home to West Ham. I mean, you could ask for better fixtures. You're going to write the fixtures you would like. Those a lot of those would be there.
0: Exactly. So I mean, he's, he's, he's definitely probably going to be in there. I would go for Mkhitaryan possibly, but the great thing about Aubameyang, which we like to always uh, remind people, is he's, he's cup tied for the Europa League. So he's, he's going to be fit and fresh like every Sunday, and he's the first name on that team sheet. And yeah, Arsenal might prioritise the European competition over the Premier League, but you know, Aubameyang's still going to score goals because he's just a natural poacher. So he's definitely back on my my wildcard radar. You, you are, listening
1: are listening to waiting, to waiting
0: on, on, the on the bonus, bonus points. points. So we've got some questions uh, from our community. Um, a lot of them, generally speaking, are about game week thirty-one and uh, how we're going to play it. And it's really, I think, it makes up a a good point to mention that. Over the last, what, month, we've all just been sat here every week thinking, like, what's my transfer this week because of Game Week 31? And it's so, fr- like, I, I'm i so glad that this is going to be the last podcast we do where we have to talk about Game Week 31 when it's in the future. I'm sure it'll be absolute carnage when it happens. I'm sure we'll be sitting here next week absolutely bemoaning an awful Game Week. It's only going to have four games in, but... You know, we still have to think about it and we've been thinking about it for ages but, um, so we've got another question this week from James it says how can I navigate the blank and double game weeks so of that wild card and free hit and I'm going to start by saying we discussed that last week mm-hmm. and it's so, still relevant. So, if you want a detailed answer of that, head back to last week's episode and listen to that now. Worth
1: saying that like I'm in that exact situation. Exactly.
0: Right? So, Jack, if you perhaps maybe answer that question, like summarise what you said last week. Uh, but as I said, if you want a more detailed answer, then listen to last week's episode, which is still relevant now. So, but, so, yeah, so
1: James, thanks for the question. I mean, I'm basically in the same position. I've used my wild card, I've used my free hit, and I'm basically ignoring this game week and just accepting it's going to be a low score game week. I've got seven players that are going to be involved this, in, this, in this game week. Um, the trouble that myself and James anyone in that situation has is, is you may well be able to bring players in but to be honest apart from Liverpool players I don't think there's many in that, in that fixture bracket that I'm going to want to keep for too long no. um, so it's getting rid of them again afterwards and I don't think that by bringing them in and having a potentially good game week this week will pay off over them just ignoring them and keeping your squad for the, for the remaining games Um these fixtures could go one or two ways and uh, this might be obvious to say but it wouldn't surprise me if yeah. they ended up you, you, people could have all 11 players involved and still be low scoring for them I don't see many teams doing a lot to be honest no. with you
0: they're all really unreliable teams with the exception of probably Liverpool
1: every single team in, in that list apart from him, let, me, let me let me and I'm sure most players down this season <laughs> with the players they've had involved so I think for people in my position and like James's position the best thing is to just Suck it up and take a hit this week. So, take a hit in terms of your points being lower. Yeah, accept. Don't take any bonus, any, any points hits and just hope that the week after is better because I, I think there will be a lot of people that will make a lot of changes to this next game week and we'll be left more disappointed than those that don't make changes and just accept they're going to have a low scoring
2: week.
0: I suppose it's always worth saying that whenever we make our transfers, we always like to say this is for the future rather than for this game week. And I suppose if there's a game week where you don't think there's that many options, then planning for the future it might not be the end of the world I mean, we've had another question we also answered last week which is what is the best starting 11 for blank game week 31 so I'm just going to list off the players that we talked about last week and add a few more in bearing on my performance we've had this week and if Jack if you have yeah, any that you'd yeah. like to add then stick them in so Butland is probably still the only goalkeeper that we agree is probably the right one to go for just simply going Pickford's obviously you know Pickford is a good goalkeeper but Everton away can't really trust then there are four defenders I think you could choose from to start which would be Schindler um, oh so five defenders I say. Uh, Schindler at Huddersfield Baines at Everton because uh, he got an assist this week Coleman at Everton because he seems to be getting in the right positions and then two Liverpool defenders you could think about uh, Andrew Robertson and Virgil van Dijk obviously a home game against Watford who don't score as many under their new manager um, as for midfielders Junior Stanislas scored against Spurs so got every chance of uh, scoring against West Brom Walcott we talk, talked about um, Salah obviously is the obvious yeah. you've got to have Salah Salah's going to be everyone's captain exactly I mean I don't even know if I'm going to bother doing a captain article this week because what's the point <laughs> uh, Shaqiri Milivojevic and Mane were the other three that i would mentioned and Then so in terms of strikers um, three that I might look to start Firmino uh, at Liverpool Steve Munio at Huddersfield and Cenk Tosin at Everton possibly a bit of a differential have you got anything you can add to before that before we'll I do that
1: I would like to say if anyone doesn't pick Salah for captain for this game week they should please send us who they pick? Because it works out well. Because <laughs> so, they don't deserve credit. I mean, yeah. if, so if someone risks not picking Salah and it ends up being the better option, then they should screenshot it and send it to us because that'll be interesting for next for next. It's worth
0: saying I actually might not captain Salah this week as a joke, as in I will vice captain him and captain like Kane, someone who just isn't going to play. Because then everyone like on uh, when it when the scores first come out, it will look like you haven't got that many. And then if he's done really well, and then it auto switches your captain and boost you I might do that just for a bit of laugh but we'll <laughs> see we'll see but it could go wrong they might yeah, announce the Spurs gonna play, but...
1: if people do take that risk and don't catch it and it works out i would be interesting if you could screenshot and send it to us on our Twitter that would be great definitely do
0: that have you got any other people well, you I, was just to
1: about Dow, I would have three all players if, if, I, if I had the option to pick people in um, each of the remaining teams have, have been some of the biggest sources of disappointment that I've had this season <laughs> You know, whether it's Wilson getting eight points from the last yeah. four game weeks um which I guess is consistent if nothing else <laughs> but it's not the sort of consistency you want West consistent Brom is inconsistency they're a huge liability yep. they don't score many goals they don't keep many clean sheets so I'd, I can't see what West Brom player you, you bring in a better option someone options,
0: mentioned Rondon because he scored this week but oh, the better exactly. there. there's better options exactly there's better options
1: again if you, if you bring in West Brom players and end up Paying off you, and you deserve it because I don't know why you do that. Palace <laughs> still perform incredibly one week, they can put on really good performance and then very they're just days or a week later, They, they had put 30
0: the shots against Swansea to Swansea zero, and they still didn't score. But Swansea defended well, to be fair, but it's a bit frustrating, I isn't think,
1: it? Uh, I said last week Mooney would be the one I'd bring in, but yeah. I've had him twice, and he's nailed at anything for me, but he does have that ability in him. Perhaps the one team I look to invest in other than Liverpool is possibly Palace. Um, they're kind of off, off the radar, there. aren't they? They've got Sahar's yeah. back now. And I've saw Loftus Cheek is confirmed that he's back and forth training he's up to Hodgson when he plays. I don't know
0: Van Anholt's got two goals and two, I yeah, think, and as well. I so
1: are worse teams in New Confession. So I think if I had the chance, for me, I'd stock up on Liverpool, I'd have three Liverpool players and Chris Powers would be my next biggest biggest team. But I'd stay well clear from, from West Brom.
0: Oh, yeah, definitely stick away from that. I mean, their, their form is just off the charts. And like they looked quite geared up for that game against Leicester and they lost 4-1. I mean, just is, nothing can go right there. Um, my final question uh, that's come in is from Sharmin, who says, Kane and Aguero, how long will they be injured for? Big question this week, everybody. A little bit worried. Um, what I would say is nobody knows yet. Uh, Sergio Aguero is estimated about two weeks, but obviously stay down top of it. And then uh, Harry Kane... It's on that ankle that he's injured before, and he's had spells out from ranging from like 28 days to 45 days. So again, he ha- he's having a he's having scans like this early week. So just keep an eye on the usual suspects like Ben Dinnery and the club, you know, accounts in terms of how long people might be out for for that yeah, it's, particular. It's worth
1: pointing out, that, you know, if he does recover and get back in time for some other point, he will get injured badly at some point because he's. An England striker, and England striker going <laughs> to get you before a World Cup. I know, it's just, I so, can't believe it. It's
0: like World Cup 06 with Rooney and his meta title. It's going it. to happen at some point. And he's, had, he's literally the best striker in the whole of Europe last year and he could have, he could have, he could definitely Blow that World Cup away, but no, he's got to have his standard well, might, injury. Like, so it might be
1: quite nice if he's out for a month month, so. and then yeah, back maybe keep him fresh. Games, yeah. then get a bit of form and then be alright for the World Cup.
0: Well, it's worth saying that managers shouldn't panic on either of them because neither of them were gonna play in game week thirty one anyway. Because Man City and Spurs don't have fixtures, mm-hmm. and then we've got an international break, which you would expect neither of them to feature too heavily in. And then game week 32 is until the end of the month, so you've actually from you know, we're recording this on the 13th of March. You might be listening to this on a slightly later date, um, but you know there's not any more football until 31st of March and the 1st of April is the next game week. So actually, you might find that by the time that you need those two players again, they might actually be fit. It's worth saying Aguero has been named in the Argentina squad, but bearing in mind that he's got this niggle, chances of him actually playing too much quite low. So I wouldn't panic too much at this stage, but definitely. Uh, keep an eye on what's going on. As for our own questions, our big debate this week, uh, it still does roll around Blank Game Week 31, as you would expect, and we've kind of touched on it already, our first question that we've we've decided to discuss. Um, it kind of stems so i don't know if a lot of you have seen that. Well, if you just go just to the status page on Fantasy Premier League and see who people are signing right now, it does actually make for quite hilarious reading. I saw it um, last
1: night. It didn't make me chuckle. I thought this would be a perfect to mention, wouldn't it, on the podcast? Yeah.
0: So if you look at who's being signed, I mean, the most signed player this week so far is Roberto Firmino. That's fine. I mean, I'm going to sign him this week. I don't know when—probably later in the week—but he's definitely going to be in my team because you have to have him. But if you look at everybody else, you've got the next most popular uh, player to sign. Is Son Heung-min? He obviously has got two goals in. He's got four goals in his last two. You know, he's got thirteen goal involvements in eleven home matches in the Premier League at Wembley. But he's not playing this week. He's not playing this week, and sixty-two thousand people have have signed him. Ironically, I did the price change for this this morning when it was fifty-six thousand. So six thousand more people have signed him between we're recording this mid-morning on Tuesday in that since like 8 o'clock this morning like 6,000 more people have thought you know what I want a player who's worth 8.2 who's not playing this week like he's literally guaranteed to get you zero points this week then 44,000 people third most signed this week Romelu Lukaku also not playing uh, Abameyang, 42,000 new owners he's also not playing and then Shaqiri's the fifth most so I mean we'll let people off for that because that's a good sign for game 31 you've got Willian 33,000 not playing this week Vardy 30,000 not playing this week Mahrez 27,000 not playing this week Murray not playing Rashford Ashley Barnes Gabriel Jesus, you know, these are all in the sort of top 10 most signed players and they're not playing this week. And obviously, that's obviously on Twitter from a lot of people who are well established in the community, a lot of reason to sort of take the mick out of that. But, I mean, I, part of me wonders, part of me wonders, and I'm going to ask this question to you, Jack. And I know you perhaps haven't made your transfers yet, and I know you're probably not going to necessarily sign someone who's not playing this week. But my question to you is this Do you think that these signings are from people who don't have wild cards anymore and possibly not free hits either, and that what they're doing is. Attempting to sort of future-proof their team? Um, you know, If they're looking at their team and thinking, I've got maybe eight blank game-week players, or like you said, I haven't got very many, but because of the chips that I don't have, I should, I'm just going to write this week off. Like, would you consider signing a player who's not going to play to negate the fact that you don't have a wild card or a free hit? The, the,
1: the difference for me is the international break. Okay. Now that's coming afterwards. So if you're signing someone now that isn't playing in the next game week. That's, what, three weeks before they play in the Premier League again? And that's a long time to risk. I mean, someone get the way this season's gone, someone could get a freak accident by falling down the stairs. <laughs> at home, is, it's just yeah, such it's a true. big risk. I mean, you don't even have to be playing in international duty to get injured. No, that's so true. It's a, it's a risk. But I can understand why people are doing it. I think so many people who are sort of almost centering that whole FPL around this, this, this shoddy game week <laughs> when it's poor fixtures. Yeah. And yeah, I, can, I can fully understand why people are bringing in players for the future, because at the end of the day, this is just one out of 38 game weeks. You know, It's, it's a very small percentage, and I still, as I said earlier, I still believe that we could very well be sat here next week with people that bought in 11 players that have still got very low scores. Could get so, 22 points. <laughs> so I, I do understand it, but the international break would put me off doing that, I think, because, for, like I said, even if they're not playing internationally, three minutes is a very long time. Yeah, it is. And if someone point. gets injured in that time, you're going to kick yourself, but... I've already made my transfer this week for day one I don't know why I was just looking last night and I just clicked it and I thought actually it's only Monday what am I doing <laughs> but I've done it now anyway that player is involved this game week so okay. I personally I'm not going to bring in I mean I
0: wasn't necessarily suggesting you would be someone who would I just I wondered I possibly, what you would
1: say I probably would have done had there not been an international game week had come uh, before right. it because okay why wouldn't you look forward possibly but again even, even two weeks is a long time yeah. someone would get injured but yeah. I can understand why some people do it and you know I know people who listen to this FPL podcast will be big fans but not everyone plays it as seriously uh, true. Is what, mm-hmm. what we we do, I don't like to admit that I'm doing poorly, but, but you know what I mean. And yeah, some yeah. people just look at, won't look into the stats. I'll just see someone scored, I'll bring them in, and that's all they'll think about. And then they'll go away and enjoy their lives, and not get stressed. So <laughs> I wish yeah, that was me. Maybe, that's not <laughs> maybe we shouldn't be criticising. Maybe they're enjoying their lives and got more hair than most of the people that yeah, that's uh, true. Putting all theirs out, trying to overthink things. So I think I can understand why people are doing it, but no, I, I'm not going to be doing
0: it. Yeah, that. I think I, I I suspect the majority of these people are people who weren't aware they weren't playing a game, but I do think that there may be people within this within those numbers that are doing it for a reason that at least makes some logical sense um, but of course the international break obviously is, is key um, if you're if you're out there and you're listening right now and you've signed one of these players for any of the reasons that we've suggested you might then definitely get in touch because we would like to hear from people just to hear what their reasoning is but
1: it's worth pointing out again we've spoken about my mum on this quite a bit. She, <laughs> she does play FPL and yeah. she does know quite a bit about football but yeah she Miss her person wouldn't know that there are going to be games missing this weekend because she wouldn't look any further than that she would just see their the, the Premier League games and pick people my,
0: my dad was the same this yeah. this particular week he took a four point hit made two, he had two free transfers he made three transfers and um, I said "Oh well, shouldn't you maybe just made one because there's only like four games this week yeah. and he was like what what? That's the, that's, that's the <laughs> thing. People should, shouldn't just assume that no. these people
1: that make these transfers know nothing about football. It's just that they, yeah, of course, the about footballers, just not really yeah. mean that, that head up on the fixture schedule.
0: I shouldn't take. I shouldn't mm. criticise him too much because one of the three players he signed was Ashley Barnes. Oh, was Great he? signing. So okay. and and he's a West Ham fan as well. So he was absolutely. Up, he was so upset by the scenes at. Uh, uh, not October, that's a part of the problem. He was so <laughs> upset by the, the scenes at London Stadium and that picture of Trevor Brook, and who just wanted to go there and celebrate, you know, or rather commemorate Bobby Moore. And uh, he was very upset by that, but he was able to sort of he was able to restabilize his, his feelings on that particular day because at least Ashley Barnes scored for him, so I shouldn't take you know too much out of him. But yeah, as you say, like my my dad knows a lot about the football. He's a, he's a big fan. He's always following the league, so to speak. But yeah, FPL for him is a bit more casual than it is is for us, which is probably why I'm about two hundred points ahead of him. In our in yeah, our little league, yeah. but you know, hey, I don't want to brag too much about that. And um, I'm
1: about five points of my mum, so we're yeah, both there we doing go. really well. <laughs> exactly, we're both we're both
0: doing our parenting, which is you know how it should be. Um, our other question, um, we've already talked about Harry Kane, um, and we, we have kind of largely agreed. Don't worry too much because three weeks is a long time, so they may get better. There's but not
1: many times in the season where you've got three weeks to wait and see, is that? exactly.
0: So, but I mean, I do think that we should maybe just think about is it, the question is who is the best replacement for Harry Kane if he's out long term? So I mean. Have you had any names that are sort of at the back of your head? Yeah, there, are you
1: think three, there are three names that will, I'll probably discuss, but to start off, with, I say 12.9 million. He's the most expensive player in the game, so you really you do have your full pick of whoever you want. Yeah, that's true. In terms of uh, of, of costings, the one team i will stay clear of is Man City. Um, obviously, out at the right, moment. Yeah. Jesus is now back, but if Aguero is back in time for the next game week, which is against Everton, I think Everton away, then you don't know who's going to play. There is going to come a point soon where City are going to win the title. They could possibly rest players for the Champions League if they're still in it. Yeah, would love to win. Play, play some of the youngsters. Yeah. so I, there's a lot of risk around the Man City strikers in my view. That there is anyway when Jesus was in the of fit. But if they've already wrapped up the Premier League, then they may do yeah. so, less. So I wouldn't go near them. The two that I would look at: are Firmino, obviously. Yep. Now he's playing in this 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 week, so that's if you haven't already got him, that's an obvious an obvious choice. Um, you know, in terms of FDR they've worth two threes, one four and So they have quite one of the best runnings left of the season. The other one is Lukaku, who's in a great yeah. at the moment. Glad you mentioned Big um, Ron. It's valued at eleven point two, so that's a, staggeringly that's a one point seven million saving. And at this time of the season that can go to a lot of other places. I think he's got two assists and two goals in the last three game weeks. I, I think and in so, his last
0: in his last eight it's four goals and three assists.
1: So he's definitely a man hitting form game at the moment. And the and the last the last one is um, she oh,
0: says name Arsenal. It's a boomerang, Jeff. Yep. Boom, yeah, yeah. so, Pierre Emrick Obamian. So he's the other one for yep. obvious reasons. So those yeah, are the three yeah, that we've cap. discussed.
1: And the fact is, whoever you bring in for Harry Kane, you're going to save money. But the flip side of that is, if he's back in a few weeks' time, or oh, one yeah. or two weeks after the next game week, can you afford to bring him back? Yeah. And will you be, if you if you're competing tightly in the league? that could make or break your season so if you get rid of him and spend the money and can not can't bring him back you don't have the wild card or whatever that, that could really ruin your season so there's a lot to weigh up yeah definitely I mean it might, it might actually
0: change when I play my wild card because as you say you don't want to be doing a wild card that has Harry Kane in it when he's not going to play but at the same time you don't want to be doing a wild card that doesn't have Harry Kane in it mm. so I mean but look, the, fact,
1: the fact that you could bring in Firmino especially because he's a lot cheaper yeah. you know, the fact that you could bring in Firmino Lukaku or the Arsenal striker <laughs> boomerang Jeff Completely can a and you still have some money. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's not a bad position
0: to be in. No, I mean that's true. I mean, um, like you say I am going to wait, but I'm glad you mentioned Lukaku because the great thing about Lukaku is he's, he's going to have some. He's going to have at least one double game week because of Man United's quarter final in the FA Cup. And you know, if they beat Brighton at Old Trafford, which I think I'm paying no disrespect to Brighton when I say that that's you know on the cards. I think they, they could do that. They need to win a trophy, I think United. You know? So I think they'll go for that. You know, then they'll set up another double game week in 37. Having someone like Lukaku involved in that. It's definitely reason to have him on your wildcard. And if Kane is going to miss the rest of the season, then he's possibly a good replacement. So, Because actually Spurs without Kane, even though he scored a lot of goals away at Bournemouth, generally aren't as good. But yeah, so I, I agree with you there, Jack. I think they're the three that you should be looking at if you uh, are worried about Harry Kane. You
1: are listening to Waiting, Waiting on, on, the on the Bonus, bonus Points.
0: points. So we always like to have a look and see how our top tens going in our Plymouth Herald FPL League. There's a bit of a shake-up this week, and I have a confession to make. I forgot to turn off the option uh, on this league uh, that said uh, you can't allow new entries into the league. So unfortunately, basically everybody below fourth in our top 10 has all dropped one place on account of Atul Tan- Tanawadi just bumping into our league out of nowhere and just going straight into go third place one, can I do it on well I could probably change it now I'll do that after we've recorded this podcast so Atul welcome to our league but it's worth saying you haven't been here for the long haul so if you win this league that's a disgrace who is it?
1: Who's, which player is this? so he's
0: called, he's called Atul Tanawade and his team is called Pope Sermons Jesus and I have absolutely no idea what that means I've got no idea what that could possibly mean what
1: position is he in the league? Oh, yeah. So he's
0: now third. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So he's, but I mean, we'll, we'll run through the top 10. So uh, we, got, we have actually got a new entry in top 10 who's someone who has worked their way into the top 10 from below it, uh, who is Emma, pa- Emma Pasha with uh, Ibra Kadabra. 17.44 is his points total uh, Arjun Shiv has gone down 2 to ninth with Dragonstoned on 17.49 in 8th place up 1 is last week's manager of the week Roger Mullard with Green Army he's on 17.49 as well but I think there's probably more goals in his team so he edges Arjun Shiv on goal difference uh, then Rahul Van Nistelrooy with Naxals FC in 7th place also down 2 17.56 Matthew Kemp stays in 6th with Waterbutt FC on 15, 17.57 Baron Cross has dropped 1 place uh, because of this new entry, uh, he's on seventeen
1: fifty nine. Okay, so sorry, sorry, Baron Cross
0: Ooh. with Dallas Kets buyer <laughs> club. Boo. There we go, another another, <laughs> another, another boo. Uh, then uh, Liam Gallagher's gone down as well with with Barcelona seventeen ninety five. So there's this new entry, Pope sermons Jesus. I yeah, but I, but I don't get it though I, I, I mean maybe I've, maybe i have perhaps maybe just exposed myself as somebody who doesn't understand something really obvious, but well hey, we'll see uh, so he's gone eighteen o two so he's seven points clear of Liam Gallagher and then it's unchanged in the top two Martin General of Acia with Zalom United on eighteen twenty one and Tony Fairburn with Atletico Grandad. On eighteen twenty-three, as always, I've picked out three potential managers of the week. Um, the first is Emad Pasha, our new entry in the top ten, who worked his way there rather than sneaked his way in. He's got—he was the top scorer in the top ten. He got sixty-two points. He captained Kane, so obviously that was disappointing. He also had Jordan Ayew in his team. He got minus two, but he still managed double hauls from Song got fifteen. He got twelve from Mustafi. And he got eleven from Maros, and he had a double Burnley clean sheet with Pope and Me. So. Overcoming the captaincy problem and Jordan Ayu quite well.
1: I have 62 points of the minus in there as well. It's, it's really impressive. good,
0: isn't it? And also, you ca- your captain getting you two points.
1: And he, he's got one of those classic examples where I've just looked at the scene now. Where he's both keepers with nine points, and it's just straight away when that
0: happens because you would take both Has he got it? Fabianski on his bench? On his yeah. bench. Yeah. <laughs> then our second candidate, uh, he got slightly less, he got 53 points, is Martin General of Akesia. And what I really like about this is the fact that he, um, he, was ab- he was above the average, obviously, for the week, but he didn't actually have a captain. So he captained Aguero, so he got zero points, and really strangely, vice captained Rudiger for some reason, right? Who obviously didn't play. So if you go and look at his team, um, there's no captain on his, in his eleven. So at first I was like, oh, where's his captain gone? And then you look at his bench and you've got C, little C next to Aguero and a, and a V next to Rudiger, well, both say, didn't play. That's, that is depressing. He's got 23 point, more points than I got this,
1: this, this game week. It's He's quite, not got a
0: captain. So then the way he did get points, he got 11 points for Deli Ali, he got 10 points for Willian, 8 for Otamendi, and 7 from Zanka. And, but the thing is, what I find really strange is his transfer this week, and this is why I'm, not, I'm definitely not going to vote for him. He's only got here based off the 53 he scored this week. His transfer for game week 30 took Firmino out and put in Aguero, which I just find so strange, because you need Firmino, you're going to need Firmino next week, and you don't need Aguero, and you knew that before Game Week 30, so that's just a really, really strange, really strange decision, and, like you, Jack, having looked at his transfer history, he's used his second wildcard already, and his free hit, so he's just not even remotely ready for Game Week 31, basically by choice, because actually, yeah, okay, fine, Firmino had a tricky fixture away at United, but... You know, a long time planet. I mean, come on. I mean, City Aren't you? know, Aguero was going to get zero next week. And he owns
1: Crouch. Maybe he won't
0: Crouch. So, strange that one. Uh, Roger Mullard got 47 points. He made one transfer of Charlie Taylor of Burnley to Zanka, or I think it's Thomas Jorgensen, I think he's called at Huddersfield. Uh, so, that's good prep for Game Week 31. He captained Kane and put the vice captain on Aguero. So, you know, again, just one point, and had Kane not played, he would have got zero. Uh, Son got him 15 Otamendi got him 8 nothing spectacular but he's above average and also I really like that transfer of Taylor to Zanka because Huddersfield signing Huddersfield players this week I thought it was a good idea because uh, I should have done it to be fair because obviously they have two nice fixtures and especially defensively you know they could come out with two clean sheets so there are the three candidates and uh, well Jack let's see who would you vote for and I will see if my boy vote decides I am it. going to
1: go for Imad Pasha because I think anyone that's managed to get 62 points with a minus in their starting eleven. And with captain, and you got one point. still had a good week, and to, to still have Mares and Son, I think a lot of people got rid of them and jumped off that. I think they've done incredibly well. So for me.
0: Yeah, I think I'm going to go with rumors. Well. I was close to giving it to Roger Mullard for the second week in a row, but I just really like that transfer. I like that transfer of uh, Taylor to, to Zanka, especially compared to Firmino to Aguero. But um, yeah, Emma Pasha, I think we're going to go with you because also, as as Jacks mentioned, the players that are in there, players that people have lost patience with, and they've done very well this week, held on to them very nicely. Um, as long as you can get rid of them somehow next week, we game week 31, you should be okay. And the d- double Burnley cliche, I like that as well. I always like someone who. Is prepared to be ballsy enough to double back a team defensively. Sam so. Mustafi,
1: and I mean, I, would, I wouldn't go near Arsenal with a bye spot at the minute <laughs> so, so again, done d- very well. And one of the few people that have got every single player playing.
0: Yes. in the team and yeah.
1: every single player even on their bench and not many people have
0: that at the moment so that is impressive uh, outside of the top 10 I managed to get up to 41st so that's not too bad and you dropped to 293rd so that's just to let you know where you're at next year's going to be my season yeah uh, <laughs> well, it, it says every year yeah. <laughs> um, last week I advertised the code to this league on the podcast part of me wants me not to I don't know we'll, we'll see we'll have a chat we'll, we'll have a chat and we'll decide whether or not we're going to bar entry to this league can you imagine if, like Barcelona, just decided in game week thirty-seven they wanted to join the Premier League and win it? That's oh, the thing, I, it I think
1: gone? people should be in there from the start. Of the I mean, if, you're, if, you're, if, you're, if you've been first or game week, suddenly you get replaced
0: with someone only just entered. I think that's gonna. Yeah, yeah. a bit frustrating, isn't it? But we'll see. We'll, we'll see. At all, we'll Tanawade may have uh, forced our hand a little bit, but we will see. But well, congratulations, uh, uh, I should say to Emir Pasha, as our latest manager. We have to
1: call
0: that the Tanawade rule or something. <laughs> the Tanawadi rule. Yeah, let's go. Let's go for it. Yeah, we're <laughs> going to do that. Definitely going to do that. Uh, as ever, we're going to finish with our Nola Fantasy point. Premier League quiz, Friday night deadline, which this week is again brought to you by our football expert who once met Teddy Sheringham and one of his relatives went out with a Plymouth Argyle player. It's relatives. John Bishop. Wow, well, uh,
3: I've ruined that.
0: By, by, which, by which I mean, okay, by which by I don't, mean the, don't uh, mean the comedian. Uh, you mean the funny
3: one. Once the again, game. the uh, fourth oh. one's been broken. Yeah, that's all right. And he's coming come a bit closer to the
0: mic. Well, he's our, he's our special guest for this segment
3: special guest. yeah
0: so he hasn't broken the fourth wall he's, he's, he's um, allowed he's yeah, allowed to come someone in else, no. and join just, the yeah. other three walls
1: well it's nice for him to wake up for this bit of the uh, podcast
3: yeah let's tend- not give away the fact that I, <laughs> I
0: have a little snooze once you're recording this because <laughs> he loves fat he's probably right. that much that he always falls asleep uh, yeah it's just soothing I find it very soothing I what
1: I just can't wait for one of these weeks where I don't have to pick the first question so all <laughs> second
3: well there's some good questions here so I hope you've done uh, yeah, there's a sound effect Jack what did I ask you to do last week and have you done it just to check I just can't
0: remember. I can't remember uh, a bit of watching oh yeah oh, you told I him to watch Cool Runnings yeah, right yeah, well, but I, yeah but I, I watch that film every day in my head because I just know it all off the heart
3: that is going to be a question every week yes. so you're going to have to sooner or later but I've also put in a question about something you like here so um,
0: it's yeah, in the Jack loves? So,
3: yeah so so, so, I'll start by you then, David. Uh, <laughs> lovely.
0: lovely, lovely. <laughs> right, so, Jack, you pick the first question? The, the format, we should say, is is unchanged so, 12 so questions. You, I won the
3: coordinates question, yeah. so David doesn't get it. And I've got a tiebreaker as well.
0: Yeah, so we don't so have I mean, any sort of like random panics whilst we're recording. Like, uh. Winston, Winston Churchill! Right, that was
3: good. You got it though, didn't you? Alright, question seven. Okay. This is, this is difficult. There we go. Okay, you ready? Arsenal striker Ian Wright scraped into the UK singles chart with a single released in 1993. What was the name of the record? A. Outstanding. B. Do the right thing. Or C. Golden times.
1: Do the right thing.
3: Correct. Nice.
0: Did you actually know that was? That I wouldn't a know guess?
1: Guess. if that wasn't an ABC. I wouldn't know that. Yeah, no, I'm
0: uh, exactly. Too hard, hard to just not give you. I would have not got that. Options. Okay, I'll go with uh, question number nine.
3: Oh, this is Jack's question. Even, uh, Jack's question. Um, okay, you can be with what in one either side. Right, and okay. I'll give you a bit of a clue. It's okay. in meters. What is the top speed? of a, Is it a sloth? You say?
0: Yeah. What? Well, oh, hold, hold on a minute. Let's just pause the question. How else would you say the word sloth? I was slow. sloth. would say Yeah. Really? Yeah. That's strange. So, ha,
3: what is the top speed? Like, Delay. You've already had the clue. <laughs> what is do you think of it? a sloth per minute, and I'll let you know with one. Top, one. top speed. metres.
0: Metres meter, per minute. Five metres.
3: Two. So. Oh. You didn't know I thought you loved sloths. I, I didn't know how fast they go. I yeah, he just slow. likes taking
0: pictures of them and stalking them, basically.
3: Yes, about that's uh, three quarters of the jack's top speed. So. Way, There's not many really, really sloths
1: or sloths walking around them at the
0: moment. So. I've never heard of a sloth
3: the same thing is it yeah well no as okay. in what I mean is I've never right. had that
0: pronunciation before right number so one, one nil to Jack after 1 question each
3: number 1 ok name all 4 teams in group G of the 2018 FIFA World Cup <sighs> cringe but I'm never going to get that ok I'll give you uh, that's quite hard so England during that group
0: yeah, oh. yeah I was just going to say England are in that group England <laughs> nice. <laughs> okay. I like, oh, come on. Um, <laughs> you, you're, you're out of time. Uh, actually out of go, go, I, can, I can finish it. Oh, it's it's Belgium, one. Tunisia, and Panama. What, what do you mean, no? That's oh, literally who's oh, in yeah, our group. I've
3: put in England in here twice. <laughs> England, oh, yeah. It's it England, Belgium. Belgium, Tunisia, and I, Panama. I think from next week I may pass it over if you don't get it. <laughs> you can get half a point if you get it. Oh, but not this well, week. I would have smashed that one. I yeah, okay try to ask your own question. Do you on zero? Yeah, All
0: right, right. so 0-1. Let's have question two. Uh,
3: Bloomfield Road is a stadium most commonly associated with which England football league club?
0: Blackpool FC. Correct. When you say commonly associated with, like... like is that the like home well, well, ground. I just copied these off the thing. I have no idea. <laughs> it could be anywhere. It's fine. You know, it's it's fine. fine. We know you know a lot about football. You met Teddy Sheringham in airport. Ask me a question, like, a
3: general question. Okay,
0: let's like pause the quiz. Let's pause, the pause the quiz. Name... One of the teams in Group A at the Russia 2018 World Cup. Russia
3: 2018? Is it in Russia, is it? Yeah,
0: that's where it is. Name... <laughs> I think that's
3: answered your question there. Well, no, no, there? name one
0: of the teams in Group A. Um,
3: Sweden. <laughs> Russia? Russia.
0: <laughs> that would have been correct. No,
3: because it's World Cup question, so I mean, like, the history... I used, to, I used to read match magazines. Okay, who
0: won... Okay, but well, we're also pausing the quiz. We're also just... Okay. Who won the World Cup in 1950?
3: Nineteen
0: fifty. Yeah, you said Did you do nineteen
3: sixty six. I know that. Oh one. come on,
0: uh, nineteen fifty. Germany. No, um, Ukraine. Brazil. <laughs> Spain. <laughs> France. <laughs> I don't know. The correct answer is Uruguay. Oh, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> you said Ukraine. <laughs> no, we thought he's got it here. No, it's Ukraine. <laughs> <Yeah>. right, <laughs> right, right. 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 So anyway, going back to no, our no, actual quiz, you know, bringing it back to All the right. quiz. Yeah. Okay. There you go. It's two one, questions one. each, and it's one one.
3: Question, how many are there? What question do you want? No, it's me. No, it's Jack.
0: Okay, Jack. It uh, it? yeah. 12. It's oh, 12. Yeah. I've done all of them this Eleven.
3: Time. Okay. Who... This is an FPL question. Please. Who is the top scoring for points goalkeeper in Fantasy Premier League? there. Oh,
0: yeah, I'm glad you pronounced that because I was going to call him De Gea <laughs> but it's fine he met Tony Sheringham once. it's fine it's fine right you've got to stop picking that up you know, I'm just, it's just
3: embarrassing though. I'd love to invite him as a guest for one week what Tony Sheringham or David De Gea do you ever see John Bishop Well, all Canadian? my yeah
0: the yeah, we'll guy with the big teeth alright right. <laughs> right, next question go alright go. Uh, so question 10
3: who scored over 180 Premier League goals for clubs including Fulham and Blackburn, Blackburn Rovers
0: really easy as well. Yeah, no, no I don't. Don't. Do you know what you're See the thing is, if you'd have said Newcastle and Man United, I would have definitely said. I think that. The thing is, the totally.
1: five-second time limit is tough enough
3: for oh. you to just. No. What yeah. answers, Jack? Not excuses. Yeah. Yeah. What, are you in? what are you about?
0: Oh yeah, you're So okay. the three questions each, two one Jack, so we're halfway there. Question four.
3: Oh, I was just about like to say, don't choose question four. Is yet, it the cooler? Not gonna know. Yet. Oh, oh. Well, that's good. It means I can't answer it.
0: Oh no. Who
3: plays Erwin Blitzer in Cool Runnings? Oh Sean Mendes. <laughs> you... <Hey. laughs>
0: Great answer is John Candy, yeah. but it's not my question. John, oh. watch out
3: for next week, please, and you can start getting the points. Oh. can in work time. You can, work, you can put it down as work expenses <laughs> if you buy it. <laughs> you have to get that cleared. I don't
0: know. <laughs> uh, right, so let's have question six. Has that been used yet? Okay, this is a question from William, business, um, from William,
3: or business From William? Yeah. So, William Telford. William Telford. Which three ex-Chelsea managers were successive managers at Real Madrid?
0: Uh, Benitez Mourinho and uh, Ancelotti yeah yes
3: yeah. right he sent me that question I said you're going to have to send me the answer William
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised that they, those were the actual answers because uh, yeah, we should right. say that William has had a slight track record with his football quizzes yeah. of the answers being not what he expected them to be Robert Hooth and Ardega Johnson two we'd like to mention
3: three five
0: so two all after four questions each three five
3: eight and Eight. 12. eight eight
0: how many Premier League managers
3: have been sacked this season? Oh, great question! Is it, it get exact? Yeah, <laughs> that's usually a fun quiz. to Please
1: don't
0: have I would have to get said out. I would have said eight. So I mean, I would have been wrong as well. But it is so crazy. Yeah, Pellegrino sacked got sacked uh, yeah, last yeah, night. Gonna,
3: yeah, Pellegrino.
0: Pellegrino. Okay. Yeah, yeah. At Southampton. So it's two two. See these
3: are all right. Yeah. So I've got a question in hand. So this is my fifth question.
0: Should be three questions left yeah, available?
3: Yeah, which one am I? Hang on, so five is left. Oh, three's left, five, and 12.
0: Okay, I'll have question 12, please, Carol. Okay,
3: okay so last week I said I would do a cryptic one. Oh, so this no, is a cryptic one. No. I will give you an example. Right, okay. Which team is this? Not East Bacon.
0: It's, it's um, like a... No, yeah, yeah. Oh, I see. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So that's how it works, yeah? Do this one. Okay, so
3: five seconds. Yeah. Organ in a small lake.
0: Earth. Uh no. Right. Liverpool. Yeah. oh uh, yeah. Right. yeah. So I'm not very good at quick questions, right. so, so that's...
3: there's always gonna be a cryptic one as well. So, so is it, it two two yeah. with
0: one question left each? Yeah, so, that's you,
3: it seems good. Like, so you would have liked the um the cool one, I would have liked the cryptic Yeah. I oh, know we
0: should have it would have made a difference. It'd been three all it's instead all three of two or five, two. Okay.
3: Um five or okay. four. Three or five, yeah, okay. Which Arsenal midfielder won the BBC match of the day goal of the season in both 13-14 and 14-15 fourteen fifteen? For goals against Norwich City and West Bromwich Albion, respectively. I know. I've got you got three uh, uh, there's is three things here, so it's a oh. choice question. Um, and I don't know how to pronounce the first one. Sami Nasri. Sami Nasri is how, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It's how you say. It. Jack Wiltshire or Aaron Ramsey. Oh, isn't that I wanted to leave with any of
1: them. I'll go for Ramsey. Jack Wilshire. It's Jack Wilshere. Yeah.
0: Do you not remember the the, the Jack Wilshere goal? Is that one where they basically kind of did it like sort of ping pong all the way down the yeah, pitch? It was such a good goal. That's so it. frustrating I because, because I would have got that. I would, I would have, have got that, got that got it. You as well. Uh, as well. Uh, right, right. So here yeah, we go. So, so to win it. To that, so we could we could have it the goal. Uh, uh, right. Yeah. So let's have question. Which one's the only well, one well, left? I'll have question three then, please, John. This
3: is very kind of like which of the following is not one of David Beckham's middle names? A. Robert. B. Joseph. C. Christopher not one
0: of his middle names yeah Robert no oh, why would I know why would, <laughs> why would I know that why right. would I know what, what his middle names say, are oh. the, the uh, tiebreaker is also a cryptic question oh no, so, so, no. So, do you, out David says
3: he knows the mine but he can't get any of his own mind. yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. well did you know that answer so, no you not, it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh not another cryptic yeah so this oh. is cryptic so it's the first one to give the answer
3: oh I'm going to I don't wanna lose. Okay, just think about it logically. Yeah, I'll try. Okay, here we go, you ready? Dirty water. Is
1: it a team? Yeah.
0: Blackpool.
1: Oh yeah. No, of course so. it
0: is, yeah. A win for Jack.
3: See, see if you if I speak to this intelligence and not memory, I'll win I just say, uh, well great done great. to me. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that one on Jack, one yeah we should
0: congratulate Jack. I'm very fine with No one from the is going to listen to this, so I can
3: say I spent maybe an hour trying to find questions for that. So. <laughs> it's worth noting that you won on
1: time rate last week, and I am on time rate yeah. this week, so it's
3: close every time. Yeah, last yeah, yeah, week's time
0: rate was absolutely horrendous. So. Well, I managed to get it before you, you finished the Winston Churchill quote, so I'm quite impressed with myself. Keep, keep the cryptic ones going. That's Do you great. like yeah. the cryptic oh, Just a little cryptic Yeah, yeah.
3: I was actually debating doing the whole thing. I'm not quick enough, that's the thing. I used really good. Half,
0: printed, half cool run-ins What do you think? Well, well it's kind of an FPL podcast so <laughs> There, will be, maybe, uh, there will be a cool run-ins question every week <laughs> Oh yeah I mean, that, that we agree on
3: <laughs> Yeah there will be one of each every yeah, week That so. we should definitely agree on Yeah, some, so Just watch so. your film You've got to know like work out every cryptic thing I
0: can't believe that like the two cool run questions I've not had either of them yet because you got them wrong but like you said it doesn't matter because it takes a de- guaranteed point away from me Know that script off way up honestly Ugh, The terrible. thing is I can watch a film and I won't remember any of this. but
1: awesome, actually,
0: Anyway <laughs> Right, we always like to finish with the stat of the week. Uh, we've all obviously been talking about uh, game week 31, and so this stat obviously is related to it. Uh, Everton have been talked about as a team worth investing in. Uh, this one's from Opta Joe, actually, this, this stat. I do like Opta Joe. It's Gylfi Sigurdsson has created 30, 38 goal-scoring chances in the Premier League for Everton this season, which is 13 more than any other player for the club. So if you are still looking for midfielders, you could get you some points. Obviously, he's on set pieces, and as this stat clearly says very creative player in the Everton team maybe he's the player to go for isn't that interesting at the moment though no no don't think so no. Wal- sure. Walcott was the one who came up with the injury
1: I'm pretty sure he's
0: injured we will confirm that we'll I <laughs> thought I
1: read it on Twitter somewhere but I, I you know, that's, that's news a, to me but... it's no official channel so maybe i on there. that
0: but either way the stats are really interesting so there we go the Iceman <laughs> the former Swansea man um, as always we've got plenty of stuff on the website this week so we'll have players to sign players to sell although I mean that list to be quite long so we'll have to work out how we do that one the captain article as we said possibly a redundant question this week but we'll work something out on, 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 on that particular subject uh, if you liked what you've listened to today then make sure you subscribe to us on Audio Boom and on iTunes as well and of course if you oh Jack has just shown me 25% yellow flag whilst I'm advertising stuff can, can, you, finish? Yeah. You, get
3: all, can you get all four of your listeners to try all and come, four? Up, come up with a, a name can I have a name like you're the gut man you're the stats can I be like pain in the bum funny man
0: or Quizman, or the or producer. The sleeper. He we <laughs> literally yeah. is the yeah. sleeper. Yes.
3: If anyone wants to
1: cover, uh, yeah. So. Let's get a nickname for John, please, everybody. But I'd like to just also point out that I've, I've when David says to try and sign him, he's got 25% chance of playing. So maybe ignore David and listen to Jack. That's a good way of going forward. <laughs> by that,
0: yeah, based on our overall rankings, which are about 2 million apart. Thank, thanks. for reminding me. That's something I've not seen. But either way, the Sigurdson stuff's still interesting. I found that. I find that. <laughs> but really just, don't that. just don't sign him yet. Just don't sign him yet. Don't sign him yet. Wait for that. Wait for that presser. Wait for that presser. As I was just saying, if you liked what you listened to today, then subscribe to us on Audio Boom and iTunes, and also give us a rating on iTunes because we love to have some five stars on there. So, uh, on that, we will see you next week. Thank you for listening to Waiting on the Bonus Points. We're always happy to help you out with your FBL team. So if you have any questions for our panel, follow or tweet us at FBL underscore Herald.
2: Ik wil de aller, allernieuwste telefoon. Niet omdat het moet. Nu bij Tele2, de Huawei P20. Omdat het kan. Voor een genadeloos lage prijs. Check tele2.nl voor de beste deal voor jou. Niet omdat het moet, maar omdat het